0: M-A.
1: M-A.
2: Main menu. Main menu. Main menu. Main
3: Welcome to Main Menu for August twenty eighth, twenty ten. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, Chase Crispin concludes his series on the Refresher Braille eighteen from the American Printing House for the Blind. Next. Dean Martineau shows us how to rearrange apps on the home screen of iOS devices, such as the iPod Touch, the iPhone, and the iPad. Finally, we learn about Travel One Cruises, courtesy of the Serotalk blog and podcast from the 2010 ACB Convention. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu.
4: Hello again, ACB Radio Main Menu listeners. It's Chase Crispin again with the final segment of the Refresher Braille 18 tutorial. I am back after a week's absence, and in this segment of the tutorial, I will be showing you how to set up the Refresher Braille's USB drivers and get the JAWS driver installed so you can use the Refresher Braille with any version of JAWS between 4 and 10. When you plug in the Refresher Braille 18 to your computer with USB for the first time, like any other device, you will get the found new hardware wizard. However, Windows will not know the Refresher Braille 18's drivers, so you must put in the CD that came with your Refresher Braille 18 before you plug in your Refresher Braille. I have the CD that came with my display here, and I'm going to open my computer's disk drive, put the CD in, and shut the disk drive. Now I hear the disk spinning
5: up.
4: And the the Refresher Braille main menu comes up in Internet Explorer. Now to clarify, now what this is is it's showing the Refresher Braille 18 CD. So instead of having the auto-run menu where you can choose to view files or open a Windows Explorer, we see this in Internet Explorer with several options, but if you wish, you can browse the CD using My Computer or Windows Explorer. Now it wants us to select the appropriate action. Link, we can select to read the quick start guide, Link, read the documentation, Link, read the what's new, Link, install, install the JAWS driver,
5: Link, your Link, CD.
4: or visit the Refresher Braille website. If you prefer looking at CD in Windows Explorer, you can do that with the browse CD. Link, browse CD. To show you how easy this is to work, Link,
5: I'll class. click on the quick start. And we're reading the Quick Start, the same one that comes in the package. I'll go back.
4: And now what I'm going to do is plug the USB cable for the Refresher Braille 18 into the computer. I have the USB cable connected to the Refresher Braille 18, but I do not have it connected to the computer. I'll go ahead and plug in the USB cable and just leave this up on the screen, as we will use it in just a second. I have plugged the Refresher Braille into my computer. The Refresher Braille 18 is now connected to USB. You hear the hardware added sound, and you heard found new hardware, Refresher Braille 18. We're now in the Found New Hardware Wizard, and we're on the link that allows us to read Microsoft's privacy policy. We tab, yes,
5: check, it's
4: asking me if we want to check for updates for this hardware. I do not, as there won't be any available, so I'll down arrow,
5: and three.
4: choose no, not this time, press tab, and press spacebar or enter on next. Now, this came with the CD, which is already in the CD drive, so we want to,
5: check,
4: and choose install software automatically. I'm tapping twice to next, and if I read the screen, it's telling me that these drivers have not been signed for Windows and could contain viruses. Now you see this with anything, even hard drives flash drives, card readers, a lot of things will show this, so it is okay to proceed. Uh, So here we have uh, stop installation
5: installation Uh, uh,
4: to tell us why this testing is important, or continue anyway. We want to choose continue anyway, so we'll press enter here, and it is now installing the drivers. Now, note that when it says AF, that's how it pronounces A-P-H, so it's really saying A-P-H Refreshable 18. A-P-H. Now, the only control we have here is a Finish button, so we'll click this.
5: A-P-H. Now, it,
4: Now, the Refreshable 18 interfaces through what's called a USB serial port, which just means basically USB. And now we need to install the drivers for that so that it can interface with the computer.
5: Yes, this time only button, checked,
4: so, again, we're being asked if we want to install updates. I'll down arrow yes, twice. No, time,
5: button, checked, to no,
4: not this time, we'll tab.
5: Tap, next press Face, next.
4: Now, if we want it to install the software automatic, and the Refresher Braille 18 CD is already in the drive, so we'll tab. Tap,
5: Tap next Face, you know, for, back I clicked on next.
4: Now the serial port for APH refresher Braille
5: 18 has not
4: passed the Windows logo testing for Windows XP. That is okay, so we'll press tab and choose continue anyway. Now those devices are also
5: installed. Now we'll choose finish. And we're back on the refresher Braille
4: 18. Now we are notified that our hardware is now ready to use. Now this means the drivers are set up with the computer, however JAWS cannot yet interface with this display, as we have not installed the JAWS drivers. But we are on the CD, which opens in Internet
5: Explorer, so we'll
4: down arrow, to install JAWS driver and press enter. You could also browse through the CD in Windows Explorer or my computer, and find the JAWS installation file that way, but this way is much easier, and pressing
5: enter.
4: Now we heard the information bar sound in Internet Explorer, which means it's blocking something from running. I'm using JAWS, but with other screen readers you can also use this command. To get to the information bar you can press ALT with the letter N, as in new. Now it says click here for options dot 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 button. I'll press spacebar here, and we're in a context menu. I'll press enter on download file. And the installation of the Jaws driver is now opening. Now we're being asked if we'd like to install this Jaws driver. We can
5: choose.
4: That's because .exe files or executable files could contain a virus. We know this one's safe. safe. So we'll choose Run. We could have also pressed Alt plus R.
5: And again, we'll choose Run. And we'll
4: wait for this to download and begin installing. Now we want it to use English, so I don't need to change anything there. So we'll just tab and press OK. Now if we read this
5: screen,
4: and I tab to next, I'll choose next, and I'll read this screen and now we hear just some information about what this is if the speech was too fast, I'll just tell you that it said that we can use both Bluetooth and USB interchangeably. Bluetooth devices will be in the Bluetooth neighborhood, or my Bluetooth places. That this does not install the USB drivers, those will be installed when you first plug in the refresher Braille if you let it look at the CD. And the refresher Braille 18 is compatible with JAWS 4.0 and above. Note that at this time, this time being early August of 2010, Refresher Braille does not work with JAWS 11, as I said earlier. So as of right now, it works from JAWS 4.0 to the latest build of JAWS 10.0. So now that we've heard all this information, we'll tab to Next, and we'll leave all these settings. COM1 is okay, And now we'll choose Next again.
5: And
4: now this has finished installing, so we'll choose Finish. We're positioned back on the Refresher Braille main menu, in Internet Explorer, where we can browse the CD, so I can simply get out of this with Alt F4, as we do not need this anymore. I'm placed back in the application that I was using before I inserted the CD. Now we need to get JAWS pointed to the Refresher Braille. I chose COM1 in setup, but just to make sure that we're using COM1, I'll open Device Manager. You can get here by going to control panel, then system, then hardware, then device manager. Or you can press the Windows key with the pause key.
5: Windows pause. System properties dialogue general tab.
4: Now we're on the general tab. Alright Arrow?
5: Computer name tab. Hardware tab.
4: To the hardware tab. Hardware tab. I'm on the hardware tab, we'll press tab.
5: tab. device manager. device manager button.
4: And I'll choose device manager. It's a button, so we can use spacebar or enter. Space.
5: Device device, manager. device manager on local computer, computer.
4: And now this is the computer name, but we want to tab over to the tree view. Now there's 17 items in this tree view. The first item is computer. We don't need this, so we'll leave it closed. Disk drives, display adapters, DVD CD-ROM drives. Keyboards, keyboards, keyboards,
5: mice and other pointing
4: devices, other pointing devices. modems, closed. modems, modems closed. Monitors, closed. monitors, network adapters, network adapters NVIDIA, NVIDIA. NVIDIA.
5: Ports, common,
4: ports, common LPT, that's what we want, so we'll press right arrow to open this.
5: Ports, common,
4: and we hear that the refresh braille 18, 18 is on COM 4, so I'll ALT F4 to get out of this. I'm going to press insert plus J to get to the JAWS window. We're in the JAWS window now, so I'll press Alt to get to the menu bar. bar, And I want to be in Options, as this is where I can set up Braille. So I'll down arrow. We'll hear Basics, Voices, voices, and Braille. I'll press Enter on Braille.
5: Braille 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 Braille
4: Now the active Braille display is no display, because I don't have any Braille displays that I've used. But if I tab,
5: tab. tab. I'm
4: still tabbing.
5: I'll
4: push Add Braille Display. Now there's 23 displays I can check. All down
5: arrow. Focus check.
4: Now APH Refreshable Braille Display 18 is the last item in the list, so I could have pressed N to get there. It is at the end because it is one that we have installed, it is not one with native support for JAWS. If you have installed drivers for other displays, your Refresher Braille might not be the last item in the list. I'll now tab,
5: tab only refreshable Braille
4: display
5: 18 devices. I'll tab again, tab, button. and choose next. Okay, select the Braille display
4: and the other choice would be, no if I up arrow No Display, I'll down arrow back to refreshable APH Refreshable Braille Display 18, which is what I want to use,
5: uh, back uh,
4: and I'll choose Next again.
5: Display display. Com- com
4: now I set this up for Re- COM4, which was its default, and this is already pointing to Re- COM4, so that works.
5: Uh, back button. Uh,
4: I'll choose finish, and if we tap all the way back, we are back to where we started.
5: I'm
4: shift-tabbing to OK. Now we are back in the JAWS main window, and we now have Braille on the Refresh Braille 18. We can use the Refresher Braille 18's keypad to navigate and read what is on the screen with the cells on the Refresher Braille 18. If you want to know which commands on the refresher braille correspond to which keys in JAWS. You can go to start. Push P for programs or all programs. And you can press J. Press J again. For JAWS braille driver APH. All right arrow. And press enter on keyboard assignment. And we can read this document in Word.
5: And
4: you could keep reading this document, but I will exit it. This will conclude the JAWS section of the Refresher Braille 18 tutorial. This will also conclude the Broadcast Refresher Braille 18 tutorial. I have a longer version of this tutorial showing how to connect to almost all devices that the Refresher Rail 18 supports that is a little more detailed. I've taken some of the parts out of the podcast file and put them up for broadcasting on main menu. The podcast will be available first on the Blind Mobile Tech blog and then on the Blind Cool Tech podcast. So stay tuned to blindmobiletech.blogspot.com and blindcooltech.com for the full Refresher Braille 18 tutorial. I will be back on Main Menu in the future with other device demos, but this will conclude this regular broadcast about the Refresher Braille 18. If you would like to learn more about the Refresher Braille 18, subscribe to the Refresher Braille 18 users list, or purchase the Refresher Braille 18, you can visit aph.org slash tech slash rbd underscore info dot htm that's a-p-h dot o-r-g slash t-e-c-h slash r-b-d underscore i-n-f-o dot htm thank you for listening to these tutorials
2: hi this is marlena have you been listening to acb radio for a while and wonder how you can help well there's a Donate to ACB Radio link now available from the main page at www.acbradio.org. And thank you so much for listening to ACB Radio, where you're listening is our
4: business.
1: Greetings, everyone. I'm going to give, I hope, a successful overview of how to organize the home screen in iOS 4.0. It often comes up on the VI phone list that people don't know how to do this, and people find it frustrating. All right, I'm one of these totally blind guys who's been totaled forever, and I can't walk a straight line, and I can't carry a plate of food level, and all that stuff that we all don't do very well, or at least a lot of us don't, except for those of you who do, and I can do this. So you can almost certainly do it too. You may have to work on some concepts. You may have to go slower. You may have to Uh, lighten up your touch a little you may have to concentrate on going in straight lines all of those things but almost certainly if I can do this so can you and it's really a nice feature of this operating system to have such total independent control of our ability to organize the home screen I'm gonna start from pretty much the beginning I hope so some of this will be review for just about everybody and uh, obviously my home screen does not look like your home screen is mine's a mess and so when you're doing this, though, you'll be able to take the home screen, and take the examples, because you'll, you'll see what I'm doing, and you'll be able to simply emulate it on your own system. Uh, obviously, it doesn't matter whether you have an iPhone 3GS or a phone 4, and also I would assume the touch works with this, and the iPad, the same principles are going to apply, but it's going to be a different uh, scale because the thing is bigger I don't have one yet, but I'm going to soon. So anyway, uh, we will be talking about the small devices right now. So I am sitting here. Let's see, and I have the speed up all the way, and I'm not going to turn it down. And I have hints off, and I'm not going to turn them on. You won't really need any of this. You'll get the feedback from from what I'm doing. It's not that important. So I'm sitting here, page four of nine. On page four of nine. Now, actually, what that means is, in fact, let me hit the home key to page get out of, of that. WordGraph. Um, that's nice. Now I'm on...
2: Page 4 of 8.
1: So, I have eight screens full of junk that I've downloaded over the over the year that I've had these devices. Page 4 of 8. And as soon as I go into edit the, the home screen, then a new blank screen is created, which can receive apps. Uh, as soon as I hit the home screen to, to end the edit mode, then that, that phantom screen 9, in my case, goes away. Uh, to get from screen to screen, you're going to Triple finger swipe left to go up the number of pages, and triple finger swipe right to go down the number of pages. At the same time, if you want to, when you've selected that icon that says, like in my case, page 4 of 8, if you double tap, you can go up to the next page that way. If you press Home, you'll be returned to the first main screen, page 1 of your of your home screens. I have a lot of stuff on here that I don't care about. I don't know why I don't even just delete about half of it, and I probably will in time. And we're going to start out uh, doing some simple things, and then we're going to move to more complicated moves and creating folders and uncreating folders and all this kind of stuff that we've all done. When I first started this, I, I found it imminently frustrating, and I made a discovery shortly ago that really makes a difference, and I'm going to pass this on to you. So we know that to move an app around to organize things on the screen, you're going to double tap and hold. And what that's going to do, actually, is put you in a mode where then your gestures are the same as ordinary iPhone gestures as opposed to voiceover gestures. So uh, now you know that the home screen can consist of 16 apps in a 4x4 array, four four, uh, columns across, four rows down, and then below that is what's called the dock. That was a, that's a sort of a new term in iPhone parlance. It's an old Mac term, as I understand it. Uh, the, the four apps on the bottom of the screen will appear no matter which page of your home screen you are on. And you can adjust those, too. I'm not sure we will here, but you can, you can you have total control over what's on your dock. You don't have to leave what they give you. I think, is it iTunes, I think, was on my dock, and I'm one of these weirdos that doesn't use iTunes, so I put Ootunes, my favorite radio tuning app, on my dock so you can do this all that the dock is open to movement as well so you know that then as I just indicated there's four columns four apps can go across no more no less than four apps can fit on each row of your screen the important principle one of them is that when you double tap and hold all of a sudden there are eight positions across on your screen not four anymore for each app there are two positions. The left-hand position is the position that if when you hear it it's going to say it's going to give you a little beep and then it's going to say hopefully but not always row x of y a row 1 column row row x column y. That's the position that displaces the app that was there and puts the new one that you're moving onto that piece of screen real estate. That's a nice, safe place because you're not going to create any folders that you didn't want to create. The right-hand position for each app creates a folder. And that will be a really good thing if you want to create a folder. And then it's kind of annoying if you don't want to create a folder and you end up creating one. We've all done that. I did it during an earlier incarnation of this recording when I was working under somewhat less ideal circumstances than I am now. So... In view of this, you can be in total control of, which is what I didn't used to know, you're totally in control of whether you create folders or just move things around and shuffle them. And we'll talk about changing pages, whether you want to or don't want to here in a little while. All right, let me look at my my little screen four here. Word breath. All right, that's that's the top left. Being classical. I want to work in the middle. Bing Classical is fun. I'm going to have to spend 99 cents and buy that thing because the free trial is going to end here shortly. Uh, what's going from app. there? Whoops.
2: Being classical. Earth number.
1: All right. A couple of GPS apps that I downloaded and probably never even tried. Pakebo and Earthcomber. We're going to start with them. I'm going to move Pakebo over to the right. And with, when you move an app like this, when you just move, move it one position to the right, it swaps position with the other one. So Pakebo will then be in column three of row two, and Earthcomber will be in column two. Now, a little principle that isn't so significant now, but will become so later. I'm going to select, I'm going to tap. Being classical. No, Pakebo. All right, I have now tapped Pakebo. It is highlighted. I'm not touching the screen right now. So when I double tap and hold, I'm going to be acting on Pakebo. It does not matter where I double tap and hold. As it happens, for preference sake, I'm going to double tap and hold lower. And this becomes very important later when it goes to changing or avoiding the changing of pages and sometimes in terms of also reaching the edges of the screen. Alright. I'm going to double tap and hold and we're going to move Paquibo one position to the right. Moving I slide to the right. Keep sliding. There. It's done. Now, you notice, as soon as I heard that little it'sy bitsy tone, I lifted my finger. Sometimes you do not get a message telling you what row and what, what row and column you're on, but that tone is a dead giveaway. As soon as you're on that, as soon as you hear that tone, that's where you want to be, and you lift your finger. So let's have a look at row two. Word
2: breath. being classical. Earth number. Pakebo.
1: Here we go, neatly swapped. All right. I'm going to take. Uh, next thing we're going to do is we're going to take Paquiibo and move it down. So what happens, assuming I go in a straight line, is I'm going to go down and I'll be on top of the next app that's below. What is below this thing, anyway?
2: P-key-po. Notify me. OK, go to the demo P-key-po.
1: of Notify Me there. Uh, Say text. P-key-po. Let's get keep highlighted. All right. Um, so once I am told that I'm on Notify Me, I can either slide to the left to the to the column and row position, or I can slide to the right. It doesn't really matter. It's whichever I want to do, I have the choice for a single row move like that single vertical move from one row to the next. Alright, let's do this. Let's highlight good old Pokebo here. Right, well I highlighted. It. Let's move it. Double tap and hold. Moving Pukibo. And go down.
2: I'll notify that. To
1: the right. I hear my little tone. I don't wait for the feedback, which may or may not have come, and I release. So now to look at row three. Being classical. Oh. French.
2: Notify that. There
1: we go. Isn't that nice? So so those are pretty easy. And Obviously, if, when you're doing this at home, it, ideally, if you're having difficulty with this process, get good at that kind of thing before you then do, try to do what's next. Um, none of this stuff, like just about anything you do with the phone, should, should cause any fear. Yes, yeah, stuff comes at you quickly, and yes, you can make mistakes. Well, you know, the only way we learn is by making mistakes, so go ahead and make them, and they're not going to hurt anything. Um, I mean, there are mistakes that you don't want to make, but in this particular rubric, in this particular area of operation, of moving things around on the iPhone screen, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. All right, now what I want to do is take something and move it across the screen all the way from row 1 to, or column 1 to column 4. French. Let's take, RFO. now, another thing,
2: Phone.
1: RFO. Uh, you can't, if uh, if if each if the screen isn't full and this one isn't, you can't move anything into row Four, column 4. Because that position is not available to you until there are 16 apps on the screen. Let's not mess with that row. Let's use Bing Classical. Here, let's see. I guess we could use you. Scan 2.0. I'm Orange page. Files raised to the power of 2. Okay, Bing Classical is going to go from uh, row 2 column 1 all the way across to row 2 column 4. Now this is a little deadlier because if you go too far, you end up changing pages. Not the end of the world, you can undo it, but it's really annoying. Especially if that's if in this case, that would be page 5, which is probably less important than page 4. But if page 5 was important, if I think things were already nicely organized the way I want them on page 5, then I have to fix it again. I don't want to do that. So we're going to pay attention. We're going to listen. And if we do, we will avoid the danger, which is very easy to do, of going too far, of going past the column 4 indicator into page 5 of your home screen. All right. So let's uh,
2: re-highlight
1: that. And I'm going to double tap and hold. Now, obviously, I want to double tap and hold way over to the left this time because I want to have room to go to the right. I don't want to double tap and hold on the right. If I do, I won't have room to get myself over to column 4. Of course, if I do, I can just take my finger off, relocate the app, and re-double tap and hold. But, you know, uh, that's the deal. So, here I go. Moving thing classical. Across to the right.
2: Earth number two, 2 column two.
1: Now I'm just gonna rest a second here. We're, we're safe. We're not creating folders. We're doing just fine.
2: On orange pages. Row 2. Column 3.
1: And one more.
2: On files raised to the power of 2.
1: Perfect. And I've noticed that it is on those edges where you often don't get the, the row X, column Y feedback. But since I know to listen and then release as soon as I hear the tone, we're in good shape. We've now moved that totally needlessly across the screen over to the right. So Now, let's talk about changing pages intentionally as opposed to unintentionally. I've got some stuff on here that I really don't care about. Uh, I don't remember where the things are anymore, but I'm going to take orange pages, which if I remember correctly, I could just as well delete. Uh, I'm going to move it to page eight of my home screen. Here's the deal. So when you drag to the right, then you go up the number of pages away from your, your main screen. And when you drag to the left, and you start changing pages you go down. The trick is when you get across past good old row 4 column 4 in this row whatever it is going to be column 4 in this case and then the warble starts telling you that you're changing pages. Once you hear that leave your finger there as long as you want to and listen. You get good feedback at least on my phone for this operation. You hear warble followed by page 5, page 6, page 7 as soon as you hear warble in my case that equals page 8 I'm going to release I'm not getting wait around to hear page 8 so you just count the appropriate warbles and when you hear the right one let go and that program will be where you want it to be I don't even know where it is right now so let's find it here French
2: notify mat Kikipo document moxie RFO yeah, orange page oh
1: there it is alright so now this time it happens to be in column 2 I'm going to double tap and hold way over on the left so that I have plenty of room to get myself over past column 4 into the page change range, or whatever you call that. Highly technical terms here. So let's get rid of orange pages, or almost get rid of it. Double tap and hold. Moving orange pages. There good.
2: On files raised to the power of 2, row 2, column 3, on being classical. Page 5 of 9, page 6 of 9, page 7 of 9, page 8 of 9.
1: There. Uh, it's now gone off of screen 4, where I didn't really want it to be. And I'm still on. Wapsilla. No, I'm not. I'm on screen eight right now. That was a web browser. It wasn't a bad free web browser. Uh, good old wapsilla All right, so I need to uh, triple finger swipe right to get back.
2: Page seven of nine. Page six of nine. Page five of nine. Page four of nine. There we go. Word
1: and of course, as we know, I only really have eight screens, but I'm still in edit mode. I haven't hit home to put myself out of edit mode yet. So uh, we're we're in good shape. Now let's intentionally, as opposed to unintentionally, create a folder, and then we'll uninten- then we'll unintentionally create one and show you how easy it is to undo if you in- if you do unintentionally create one, and I bet you will, because I have. All right, I have somewhere stashed on this screen of of stuff that I don't use much ever.
2: Moxie. dock viewer light.
1: Okay, doc viewer light,
2: page four of nine. Doc light. Is in
1: row four, column two. Now I have two empty positions on this thing because I've got rid of, of uh, orange pages.
2: RFO. Gadgets to go. Click info. Notify that Earth number. Files raised it's to the power all of
1: 2. Alright, well, this is going to be an easy move. Files raised to the power of 2. I'm going to create a files folder of these two apps I downloaded at some point. So let's take a good old files raised to the power of 2 here and move it down a couple of uh, rows and land it on Dock Viewer Lite thereby creating a folder. It's highlighted right now, so I'm going to double tap and hold and go down.
2: Moving files raised to the power of two on the keyboard. On DocViewer light. Release. creating productivity folder. Productivity right. text field.
1: Now, the iPhone has a few specific folders that it likes to create for you, and you don't have to keep that name. Right now, we're we're in the mode where you can edit the file name, and if you don't do it now, you can do it later. Um, so we're in a text field with the word productivity in here. I'm going to flick right,
2: clear text button,
1: double tap.
2: Text field. Is and even? I'm going to make mode. this
1: files, and you can watch my crummy editing system uh, abilities. I love my Braille keyboard.
2: Capital E. No. Capital D. Capital F. I. L. E. E. W. S.
1: Maybe I could call it file management. Oh, to heck with it. Files is good. All right. So now we've got the name files in here, and since I wanted to do this, uh, if I flick right, I'll see the folders that are in there, D. or the, the
2: files, text, clear text, button, doc, view, light. Files raised to the power of two. All
1: right. That's a wonderful folder. It actually is thematic. It actually makes sense. So I'm going to leave that. Um, I'll hit home. Now that I've hit home, I am now out of the mode where I can edit the file name, but I'm still in the folder, and I could uh, still move things around and take things out of the folder. But I don't want to do that. I like my folder, so I'm going to hit home again. Word ref. And it gives me WordRef, which is the the lovely thing, I don't remember what it is, uh, on the topmost position of my screen. That's what I, VoiceOver reads to me at this point. All right, let's uh, unintentionally create a folder. Well, I guess I will be intentional, but the fact is, let's pretend like I don't want to do it. Let's take... Uh,
2: Scan 2.0, no, WordRef, okay, WordRef, EarthCumber.
1: Well, that's a bad folder. Yeah, we're not going to create that folder. Um we're gonna move WordRef down onto Earthcomber here, and, uh, and and let it create a folder. So word ref. double tap and hold, go Moving down on earth There, creating
2: Release. reference folder. Oh, a reference, reference. folder Text isn't
1: that nice. Okay. Now, when you do this unintentionally, the and I haven't researched every aspect of this, so you know, but I haven't tried every possible thing you can do. But this is the time to undo it right here and now. You didn't want to do it. Uh, say if you. Words that you don't probably want everybody to hear and find the app. Let's find the one we were going to move in here. Actually. Clear text button, birth number. There. Word um, no, breath. That's Word breath. That's Let's take Word ref. I'm just going to double tap and hold right now. Moving Word breath. And just go down.
2: Closing reference folder.
1: There. It doesn't exist anymore. The folder is gone. Now if you wait, then what happens if you then? The, and you may also want this sometimes. Obviously, let's say you've got a folder and you want to uh, to take something out of it, but you still want to keep the folder. Uh, if you at this point, if you press the home key to get out of the edit your file name mode, and then take the app out of the folder, the folder with its one other program in it will still be there. But now that folder is gone, so we don't have to worry about it anymore.
2: Bing classical, gadgets to go. Bing classical, French. I don't
1: know where those things are, and I probably don't really care either, so I'm not going to worry about it. All right, uh, we've just about done everything you can do here to organize the home screen. The last thing I'm going to do is something that I want to do for myself anyway, and it's a good little illustration. I'm going to take Pokebo and put it into my navigation folder. The navigation folder is where I stash GPS apps that I think maybe I'll use sometime. Um, I'm not much of a GPS app user, as much as a lot of people. I think I would be, and but I don't tend to. I haven't found one that I even Navigon. I haven't found to be that helpful for me, uh, given my lifestyle. I tend to travel around a town that is. If I go to an unfamiliar place, it isn't very hard to figure out how to get there, and so I don't need to tell it to tell me how to do it. Um, and I tend to like Human Directions better. But anyway, that's a digression. I'm going to find. Pukibo. I don't remember where it is.
2: Notify that. Moxie. RFO. French. I'm being classical.
1: Not Gadgets finding to go. it Word very breath. systematically. Moxie.
2: Files. Folder. Pukibo.
1: Oh there we go. Okay, it's over here on the right actually, which is interesting because I'm gonna want to drag it all the way to the left and to change pages. So I'm gonna wanna double tap and hold over on the right, and I need to get back to page two. Once I get back to page two, then I will start and i will move it up to the navigation folder and put it in the navigation folder and then that's where it'll be so let's um, double tap and hold on the right 99% battery power charging status bar item. file folder there. there moving file oops that was a mistake i am not paying attention i don't want to move files uh, it's no problem though i can just double tap and hold what i do want to move i'd move it so it's fine pokibo there i double tap or i tap pokibo now i now i'm got the right thing selected so let's double tap and hold. Moving the keyboard. all the way across. On notify that.
2: On French. On being classical. Wrote page three of nine. Page two of nine.
1: There, just where I want. I let it go as soon as I heard that little beep, followed by the page two. I don't know when I released, but right in that process, somewhere, you have you have a, a good second or so before you go to the next page where you didn't want to go. All right, now since I dragged that to the left, it's going to be on the left side of the screen.
2: Text expander. The up.
1: There it is. And the nav- the if I remember right navigation around me. is around me where is it anyway well, I move to
2: navigation folder oh. pick
1: well, isn't that easy it's right next to Pokebo so that's a simple one let's get pick highlighted double tap and hold pick go to the right oh navigation folder release around me and it's now in the navigation folder around me isn't in the navigation folder oddly enough because I like to, I use it some although i'm you know, that's what we always do. We always kind of reassess how we organize things and what are we using more and what are we using less. At least that's what I do. So if I were to bother to open the navigation folder right now, um, actually, right now, if I, yeah, if I, uh, I would want to hit home to get out of edit mode and then I could open the navig- well, I could open it either way. It doesn't matter. Um, I think, let's see, am I right?
2: Navigation folder.
1: Yeah, I opened it.
2: Navigation, text field.
1: In fact, that gives me the file name editing process right now because I'm already in edit mode. So if I hit home right now, I'm in navigation.
2: Clear text. Button. Box track. navigate Where to. Map quest. Where. GPS. Nearby. Navi. Pick it up.
1: And there is all my collection of downloaded when I was really into. Let's download all the GPS apps and try to find the, the miracle GPS app phase I was in a while back. Um, there they all are. Home again. Closes the folder.
2: Navigation. I'm still in
1: edit mode. Home again.
2: Safari. Audio folder.
1: Actually puts me back on page. I must have I miscounted the homes. Now I'm back on my home screen and I am page one of eight. In back in normal mode because I only have eight screens showing. I hope this has made this uh, more easier for you if you were somebody who is having trouble with it. There's no reason to I've had people who talk about how they they Put apps on the dock screen, and then they they take them back off the dock screen in order to move them to a different page. There's you can do that, but there isn't really a lot of reason to. Uh, the way I do it just works for me, and I think it's the way the system is made to work. And it really, if you do the gestures right and listen, uh, it really uh, does work the way it's supposed to work. So, hope you've found this beneficial. Uh, you can write to me at dean at top com, and a little shameless plug. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll have a book on the iPhone available in electronic or paper Braille or text or DAISY available from National Braille Press that Anna Dressner and I are co-authoring at this moment. And so uh, this is the kind of thing, not not so much with this off-the-cuff and digressions and audio feedback, but this is the sort of information you'll get in our book. So take care and happy i-device use, everybody.
3: Hearing from you, the listener, is very important to us here at Main Menu. You can send us feedback by emailing mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. Would you like to know what's happening on Main Menu and possibly interact with other listeners as well? To join the Main Menu Friends mailing list, send a blank message to mm mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. To join an announce-only list where you can learn about all of the programming on ACB Radio, send a blank message to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with other ACB Radio listeners, send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can follow Main Menu on Twitter by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. That's www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. Finally, You can call the main menu comment line at 206-339-0954. That's 206-339-0954.
0: Live at ACB 2010, this is Michael Loff, and I caught up with Dave Krunk here. He's with a company called Travel One, and he's here a part of the ACB store, which is in booths number three and four. And Dave schedules one to two trips per year, uh, specifically with uh, the blind in mind. That is correct. Uh, so what kind of uh, vacations or travel uh, itineraries have you lined up here, Dave?
6: Well, so far what we got lined up that's coming up is uh, October of this year. October 17th through the 24th is on the Carnival Splendor out of Los Angeles, doing the Mexican Riviera to Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, and Cabo San Lucas. And then we actually set up a uh, Panama Canal cruise for next year, May 7th through the 15th, out of Fort Lauderdale to go to Panama, Cologne, Panama, Coast, uh, Costa Rica, and then also Cozumel, Mexico. So those are a couple trips that we've got planned up right now that are coming up soon. Okay, so uh,
0: what are we talking about in terms of, of price here for someone who wish to pursue either of these?
6: Okay, for instance, the one coming up in October on the Mexican Riviera, that price will start off at $835 per person uh, based on double occupancy, but that includes the cruise, port charges, taxes, and gratuities, and of course, all your meals and entertainment's already all included in that price. Uh, the one for May for going to the Panama Canal, that price starts off at $1,067 for a seven day cruise. And again, that's per person based on double, that includes the cruise, all taxes. Uh, your prepaid gratuities and of course all your meals to entertainment on board the ship. Now what we do that's different though is that these trips are escorted by myself and my staff but also the menus, I I personally put the menus in braille or large print Uh, make sure that your cabin number and everything's in braille or large print when we get off the ship, myself and my staff is escorting the trip itself as far as the tour, so say we're going to do a tour with the uh, that's coming up in October, one of the tours that we're doing is going to be uh, swimming with the dolphins. So you're escorting, we're going with them uh, to do the dolphin tour. That's escorted by us. And everything is being totally described. We're there as like a safety net to make sure everything goes great and you guys have an excellent vacation. So
0: um, I don't know how large of a staff you have, but do you set some limit on the number of people that you schedule
6: in any one tour? I have, as far as uh, people going on the trip, No the most no. we've had is about 30 people so far the most I've had in the future has been about 130 140 so no there's no limit because I set the staff one for ten okay so it's a ten to one
0: ratio that is correct it, of course people traveling in a group certainly that helps yes it does now, what do we need to know about passports either getting in or leaving or going into other countries or getting even back into the states? Is that an issue, or
6: what do, you, what do you do there? Not on these particular cruises. That is not an issue. And the reason why is they have a passport law, but for cruises, since it's considered a circle cruise, we're starting in Los Angeles and ending in Los Angeles, all you need is a birth certificate that a state-issued and then your photo ID. Now... If we were taking a cruise that would, say, start in Los Angeles and end in Vancouver, then you've got to have a passport because it's ending in Vancouver and you've got to fly out of Vancouver. So that's where the passport comes into effect.
0: Okay, so let's say we, we, we spend $10.67 to book one of these cruises. And what do we need to keep in mind as far as tips and gratuities and other costs that we might have along the way?
6: Well, on that price, that price includes your tips and gratuities for the staff on board the uh, ship. But what is going to be an additional cost would be a tour that you may sign up, say you wanted to swim with the dolphins or the stingrays or something, or your bar tab, such as soda or any alcoholic beverages. That would be at an additional cost. And of course, your airfare to get to that particular port, to, uh, you know, say you lived in Phoenix, Arizona, well, you need to fly to Fort Lauderdale. That price is not included in that cost. Okay, and then
0: how are the prices, say, for, for soda or alcohol? Is it comparable to something like in a hotel or a regular bar or how how it's, much people should allocate for that
6: It is comparable as far as like if you're staying at a hotel some some of the prices could be a little higher depending if you get what we call their fufu drinks that's in their souvenir glasses then you're probably talking $6 for the glass or something like that but most of the alcoholic drinks would run anywhere from around 275 or so maybe 340 something like that now as far as the soda you're looking at about $1.50 for a soda but as far as a soda, if you're, if you're a soda drinker, you can purchase a soda card on the cruise, which is around 40 to $45, and that gives you unlimited soda beverages. So all you do is just show your card, and boom, you get a soda. So if you're a really big soda drinker, that's the best thing to do. Okay,
0: and uh, so what kind of entertainment? Do they have different bands and things that travel along on the
6: ship to play in the evenings? Or what kind of evening entertainment do we find? They have all kinds of entertainment. Uh, in the evening, as far as entertainment goes, they will have—gosh—they've um, got disco going on. They'll have a country bar. They'll have the uh, blues going on. They have a piano bar, uh, which is like a sing-along type deal. As far as the main shows, the main show would be anywhere from a Las Vegas-style show to a comedy show. Sometimes, sometimes they'll have a magic show going on. Which, of course, you know, with those that are totally blind, really doesn't help as much. But those that are uh, low vision or have some vision. We get the first three rows of the main showroom, so that way they're able to somewhat maybe see the show as, as far as a bit better. But, uh, I mean, they have all kinds of entertainment going on for pretty much anyone that's wanting a certain type of entertainment that's going on. Uh, of course, they also have the uh, casinos on board. So those that like to gamble, they've got the casinos. Some of the activities throughout the day, uh, of course, they've got the swimming pools going that are open. They'll have uh, bingo that's going on, which I provide braille and large print bingo cards for those that like to play bingo so they're able to get involved with that and then sometimes we'll do our own activities for instance if we've got like three days at sea or something like that I may have one or two as far as our own movies that are uh, audio described so I'll purchase that movie and we'll have our own movie theater with popcorn and things going on so oh so you can reserve an area and then your participants can kind of congregate that is correct so we can do our own things. Sometimes we've actually had our own activities as far as arts and crafts and things. So it's worked out very well for us. We've been, I've been doing this for about nine years. I've done about probably about 15 cruises in the past uh, with a lot of people from all over the United States that have traveled with me that have done very good.
0: So the food usually pretty good? Is it buffet? Do so they have certain meals
6: on certain type days of the week? Or how does that work? They have food 24 hours a day. You've got a 24-hour pizzeria on board. You have a 24-hour ice cream bar. Um, They'll have the buffets. If you wanted a buffet, you can go to the buffet. As far as breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you've got the main restaurants that you can go sit down and have dinner at and have breakfast at and be waited on. If you go to the buffet, what's good is that the staff with uh, the cruise line will assist you going through the buffet and sitting you down. And that's so... As far as a person, if a person said they didn't get enough to eat, it's their own fault. And as far as the food, the food is excellent. It's very good.
0: Well, it sounds like a, a, a nice getaway. And I guess bring your swimwear, certainly, if you want to take advantage of the pools and everything or, uh, you know, do some sunbathing on the decks or what have you.
6: Well, like I said, they've got the, they've got anywhere from two to three swimming pools. They have the hot tubs. They've got a spa. So, you know, say that you want to get a massage or a facial or a pedicure or whatever, they've got that on board. They have a, uh, a gym that you can go to for those that work out. Uh, they have all the, the latest equipment as far as the Nautilus equipment that they have and everything. So it's a great way for a vacation. On a cruise, Mike, you can do as much as you want, or you can just go there and sit and relax and let all the worries go away
0: best of both worlds. I want to ask you how things may have changed in the last nine years. I know initially there were issues with accessibility, especially with certain cruise ships or cruise lines. And also, I understand there's been some bill recently passed to improve accessibility. So what are some issues there? How has that changed in the last nine years?
6: Um, It has changed uh, quite a bit. I mean, from the moment I started till now on what I've done, uh, some cruise lines, it's still a little hard to work with. Uh, I, I work with all any cruise line, but the one that I found that has been uh, fantastic for me to work with has been Carnival Cruise Line. And
0: Carnival was one I know in the late 90s that uh, was under the most heat, so they've done an about-face, and I guess they found it's really been beneficial to look at us as a market of, of people that will come and use their services once they make it accessible, and that's good.
6: That's... They, they really have. They are the only cruise line that I know personally that trains their staff to work with visually impaired people, as far as clients go, before we get on board a ship, their entire staff goes through a class to redo their class on how to work with those that are visually impaired. But then we're also then treated as VIPs. I mean, I have not been. I've, we've had the the most excellent service that we that you can ever get from a cruise line. By the way, they've taken care of us. Also, those that are, want to bring their service animals are more than welcome. They that was said, my next question. Now, how does that
0: work? How does uh... that
6: that works out great because. They set up an area, a relief area for the service animals. If you have a balcony cabin, they put a relief area on your balcony so you've got your own private bathroom for your dog, for your service animal. If not, then we set it up like either on deck three or four. Uh, again, I personally make sure that the uh, menus are done in Braille and uh, also large print because I do those myself. The cruise, excuse me, the cruise line sends me the information and then I do it. Um uh, Your last name is in braille and large print along with your cabin number on your cabin door. That's something that I go ahead and do. But like I said, Carnival and them have come a long way as far as really working with us because they see that, you know what, they want to travel just like everybody else, and they want to be able to enjoy their vacation. And that's that's what's been really good about it.
0: So pretty much all the ones you do are through Carnival because of their cooperation to make it as great an experience as possible.
6: I have done NCL, World Caribbean, and Costa in the past. Okay, so I have worked with other cruise lines. But the one that I have found that's been the best to work with has been Carnival Cruise Line.
0: Well, very good. Uh, why don't you give some contact information, how people can get a hold of either website or phone number if they want to contact and maybe uh, book uh, an event through Travel One.
6: Sure. They can give me a call uh, at 618 618- 409-0143 or my email address is D for Dave and then my last name Kronk so D-K-R-O-N-K at HTC.net and those are two ways that they can get a hold of me 618,
0: that's uh, Southern Illinois, right? Where were you located?
6: Uh, I'm located in Waterloo, Illinois
0: Ah, I'm from Belleville wow. Oh, okay. Dave, I wish you success on this and uh, I'm sure many listeners will enjoy this and Maybe contact you. Maybe they've been afraid of of, of trying to do an event like this on their own or just didn't think it was an option having a service animal. And apparently that's not the case.
6: No, it's not. And the other thing I want to let people know, Mike, is that any cruise that I, those cruises that I book, for every person that books, that goes on that group cruise with me, I make a donation to ACB. So not only are they having a great vacation, they're also supporting ACB.
0: There you go. You you can't miss with that. You're also helping out the American Council for the Blind. That's why you're part of the. ACB store here at number 3 and 4. Thanks yeah. a lot, Dave. Check it out, folks, if you like. Live at ACB 2010, this is Michael Loft for Zero Talk.
3: That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.